The Horror Hound Tiki Mug, now available at horrorhound.com. Mm-hmm. Zombie is one of the old school tiki drinks invented by Don Beach at Don the Beachcomber restaurant in Hollywood back in 1934. Whatever rums you want to put in it, fresh lime juice, falernum, grapefruit juice, and cinnamon syrup, grenadine syrup, about a teaspoon, a dash of bitters, and six drops of pernod. And then you're going to mix that up in a shaker with some ice and pour it into your horror hound tiki mug. The Horror Hound Tiki Mug is the first official Horror Hound Tiki Mug. 14-ounce FDA-approved stoneware, microwavable, dishwasher safe, manufactured by Tiki Farm, who make great tiki products, includes the lid with a straw hole. The back of the mug has that awesome Horror Hound logo, and it includes 10 Horror Hound swizzle sticks. You pour that zombie in there, you impress your friends and loved ones. 50 bucks for the Tiki Mug, totally worth it, absolutely gorgeous. Go to whorehound.com, take a look at that thing. You know you want it. BustedTees.com, like t-shirts. I I have a question. Why have you not already gone there and started buying all the cool geeky gear they offer? Look, I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor. I mean, they are, so it helps. But I'm saying this because it's true and because we love you and we want to see you smile, boo. They have retro movie, game, and pop culture-inspired clothing and apparel, and their stuff is amazing. Go over, drop some gear in your cart, then drop our promo code at checkout. That's my name, Jason, 25945, and they're going to hook you up with a sweet discount. You're happy, we're happy, peace falls across the world, and you look badass when it happens. That code again is Jason, 25945, and that website is bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. And if I remember right, he said he was jacking off and started having heart palpitations. Just a weird little memory that I have popped up in my brain. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Oh. Hey, 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 hey. So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your face. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha. Waka 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 waka. So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape And now the music finishes Enjoy our pork chop sandwiches Enjoying them pork chop sandwiches indeed Pork chop sandwiches Hi, welcome mm-hmm. to pork the mixtape Pork chop sandwiches Welcome to the mixtape I Welcome to the mixtape I'm Jason Image Apparently we have uh, Billy Bob Thornton I'm KC Masterpiece <laughs> I like mustard <laughs> And I'm Twisted Kid Matt I also he likes like mustard, mustard too, but he I has- do not like mustard at all. <laughs> He's a ketchup guy. So. I am a ketchup guy. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the mixtape where we don't talk about mixed condiments so much as we do music and things from the '80s and the '90s and all that yeah. fun stuff. Where if this is your first time listening, we're happy to have you here. Hopefully, uh, we're pulling in some new listeners and you're enjoying the show. We have 
some new promos and stuff floating around out there. So uh, if you came from hearing one of those, hello, welcome. Ben, ben Vienu, dear. Is that, is that how they, that's the slide whistle. <laughs> it is also a character on this show. <laughs> um, I have the slide whistle. I got googly eyes and everything. I, I love how five minutes ago when we weren't recording, Kevin was a totally different person. Yeah, he's and like, now he's just like, I'm on, he's folks. all hopped on the, yeah, he's nah, all nah, hopped nah, up nah, on sugary yeah, cereals, nah, nah, like nah, what nah, he would be nah. eating while watching the 80s cartoons it's like we are going to be talking about today. It's like, you're recording? Okay. It's like, oh, hey, folks. Your robot's got to go on, folks. <laughs> He's got a top hat and a fucking um, monocle and cane. He's just dancing like around. Mr. Like, Peanut, you know, just yeah. a move. Matt is correct, though. We're going to be talking about uh, the top five. I, it's, I don't know. I said five. It, we ended up the best. We'll just the, the best, best. cartoon yeah. theme songs from the 80s and 90s, the ones that are really going to hit you. I think if you guys were alive during the 80s and actually you don't even have to be and it's not even 80s and 90s by the way it's 70s 80s and 90s this week it had to be mm-hmm. and uh you we'll didn't call even, it the heyday of cartoons this yeah. is the brilliance of cartoons right um everything we're about to talk about you didn't even have to be alive in these eras to love them that's what's wonderful yeah. about cartoons we had this you could be a Gen Xer, a Zingle, or millennial or a zoomer you know yeah we yeah. we bring boomers you know, no yeah, but, they didn't feel like watching anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like mm, that's Adrian. the ones who stuck totally. us in front of the cartoons and put the cereal. Yeah, in. you guys were awesome. Sit down and watch this. <laughs> watch this minute. show about an animated duck. Wait a minute. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we love you for that. Uh, you know, we, yeah, we actually, had this, thanks. That's a, I appreciate it. We had yeah. this big we conversation have bad eyesight at work. because of it, but thanks. One of the people at work was like, I, I, I really do not remember what TV show they were talking about. Something actually kind of big from like maybe the 80s or the early 90s. And this is a young 20-something-year-old at my work. And they're like, somebody said, did you watch that? And they're like, well, no, that was before my time. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just hit some breaks here. I've seen right. every episode of Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, uh, yeah, Bewitched. No and they were way before my time. And nice here's court. the thing. Here's the thing. Night Court was not before my time, Matt. I know. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. I ate you. <laughs> <laughs> he does this every episode. He's like, you old fuck. He's trying to imply that you're younger than you think you are. Um, I've seen it, People may not realize this, but even freaking Brady Bunch was technically before my time. Yeah. And I've seen them mm-hmm. all. Yeah. We used to go back and watch stuff. Well, it was on reruns, yeah. right? So we've seen Gilligan's I'll, Island. I'll just I'll name two shows right now that I guarantee both you and Kevin watched at least a little bit that is a hundred percent before all of our times. Okay? All the right. Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Adam's Family. Yeah. I watched yeah. more Monsters than Adam's yeah. Family as a kid. I don't know I why. Mean, I See, remember watching we, like we the little it. rascals. You know, that's yeah, I watched the little rascals too. And then the movie yeah. came out. I was like right. I watched Three Stooges. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Uh, she like the 30s or something. Sometimes co-host of the show, Stewie D, was he was a big uh, Honeymooners fan, which I always thought was weird, but he was. I think it's just because his that parents. That actually answers you know? so much about him. That <laughs> yeah, explains right? a lot. I think maybe his dad watched it a lot or something, and that's yeah. what happened, you know. But I remember going over to my grandparents' house and, it, you know, and them just turning on the TV and there'd be episodes of Gilligan's Island playing and rerun. I, I love, oh. I love the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> like I've seen like every episode. Yeah. Dude. Dude, okay, I was hey. Pretty much raised on Andy Griffith. Yeah. Side tangent. I was in a before school uh, club 
in junior high called Mayberry RFD guys, where we literally just watched I, episodes of Nanny Griffith show. You live in a fever dream state, man. You tell us the weirdest shit. I'm like, going to tell you this. I am not the one who planned out my life. That was my listen, fucking school. Listen, they, it, I know. They also told me I should be a sheep farmer, but, you know, here we are. A sheep farmer? So, that was what my goddamn guidance counselor told <laughs> Your me. Your guidance to counselor was a dick. <laughs> uh-huh. No, oh, and the- you know, you know why they took a very small, a bit of information about my life at the time and said, "You need to do that forever." <laughs> he looks like the type yeah. of guy that's going to be. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you look like you could really love sheep. Man, <laughs> I said no. I really mind. said that one. That was not. I let intention. it go. Kevin ran. Yep. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. It's the caffeine. No, Matt's always coming here like. Okay, so at my okay at, at my school, Matt, we had yeah. things like biology club and science club. Matt had Mayberry no, RFD club. Matt had yeah. Matt had tells model us, car club that I was also a member. Matt of, tells the stories like one day at school they bring in a bus full of Jolt Cola and hand it out. No, it was Surge. Yeah, yeah and whose CDs were they giving out? Some not. Slipknot CDs Jeez. and Surge Cola yeah. happened. They were just handing them out. Your school was either yeah. awesome or awful. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a test yeah. school, you know? Let's see know. kids like this this week. Let's you know? see if we this... literally had places where people parked their horses <laughs> in front. Matt doesn't know like, it. Yeah. Go to your school now. Matt Jeez. doesn't know it. But the, there's still people sitting outside in vans, still <laughs> dictating what he does. Like, here one of our test subjects. Look how he turned out. Yeah. He hangs skulls it's in his living the room. Truman Show. Like, yes. <laughs> he hangs skulls. He may have preserved mice in jars in his house. He might be the one that proves <laughs> really that fucked him up. Giving out Slipknot and Surge Cola to teenagers doesn't yeah. work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if anybody from my high school is listening to this, please leave a comment, call He's in like, something to verify that up. this shit happened. They think I'm crazy. Like somebody needs to tell me, like, See, I didn't imagine all of this shit. I think we might have talked about it on, so we do another show, guys, on YouTube, Twisted Kid, where we mainly just do video of things we think are weird. A lot of movies and TV shows and music videos mm-hmm. now and things like that where we commentate on them. And I think I might have brought it up over there uh, to Matt, but I think I was talking about, you know, if I live in a padded cell and I'm totally insane, but I think I'm in Disneyland, just leave me the hell alone. And I kind of think, (laughs) because I'm happy. Return to Oz episode. Turns out Matt's actually in a padded cell going, Surge Cola, Slipknot, Surge Cola, Slipknot. And what I okay so Ooh, Mayberry, here's Mayberry, the actual Mayberry. thing that's happening right so I'm apparently the inmate in in the padded cell and Jay and Kevin are the guys with the notepads outside taking notes of all the crazy shit that has happened uh, or <laughs> they're the orderlies who Kevin, just look at decided this. to fuck with me my entire life so Kevin goes over what yeah, diagnosis yeah. Uh, totally yeah. fucked up Jay wrote totally fucked up on his notebook I can yeah. this is Mark. a clinical term now uh, I concur yeah just Nothing else seems to fit with this one. Destroyed brain. Watch too many episodes. Oh, my God. Watch too many episodes of The Peanut Butter Solution. Now thinks he's with somebody named Connie. Odd enough, but very few people are going to get that joke. Strangely enough. Yeah. That's an episode coming down the line later. Uh, But this time we're talking about cartoons. Hey, I do want to say, if you can go over and check out the YouTube stuff, please do. We have a lot of fun doing that. 
Uh, we are going to be at Horror Hound this coming week, weekend, uh, here in That's Cincinnati. That's Horror Hound. Horror. Horror, horror, horror Hound. Um, yeah. Scary. Dog. Yeah. They one's won't, scary. They one won't, has canes, one does not. They won't let us. Well, actually, they kind of have canes sometimes. They won't let us into Horror Hound anymore. We tried. We got kicked no. out a couple years back, but Horror Hound in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, yes. uh, come out and see us if you can. There's some cool people going to be out there, some celebrities. You can come out and have a really good time. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, really cool stuff. Really weird people, but great people. In other words, you're going to see some bizarre stuff, but they're probably going to be some of the nicest people you ever meet in your life. We've made yeah. lifelong friends. Good. Yeah from that Good, convention and the guys who run it are great uh nathan and aaron aaron's actually been on yep. an episode of this before if you want to go back and check out the uh <laughs> street trash street trash i almost said trash can episode. don't judge him because of street trash he's a oh good no totally person. judge him for yeah, that yeah. that's what we did and that's why we like him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're like this guy's fucked up come on in <laughs> you're our new best friend matt said want to search cola uh <laughs> <laughs> put some ice cream in and a Mentos in it. Oh, I remember you talking about that. With some the Mentos, the Mentos scene. Wait, wait, Mentos and ice cream. He put yeah. He put ice really, cream in a Mentos and Surge Cola. Yep. The Mentos just seems like overkill. That's, it makes it like a very weird float. Yeah. Wouldn't it just hmm, be like drinking it. ice cream toothpaste? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I mean, a little it bit. delicious. It's like, you know. Thin now, okay, so we've talked about this on the show in the past. You know, you got your surge floats, the surge, a scoop of ice cream, and a Mentos mm. down the bottom of a cup, right? But then you pair it, um, not like a not like a wine combo, but um, just a like shit you shouldn't be eating. But you're a teenager and you have a really good metabolism. Yeah, you you pair I it with, but yeah, some nacho cheese Doritos. You sprinkle some. Uh, shredded like pepper jack cheese on it. Throw that under the broiler and put some. Uh, I don't know if you guys have Spanish gardens up there. Uh, Spanish gardens taco sauce. So put that on there. No, Matt, maybe a Kansas City thing. Matt told me put about that on this. top of there. So good. And yeah. we with minus the sauce, we actually made. What do you call them? White trash nachos. White trash nachos. We yeah. actually made them once here. We took a bag of Doritos and put like nacho stuff on top of them and. Broiled them in the oven like for a, a walking bit. tacos, kind of yeah, but with like yeah. Doritos as your base. It was actually pretty freaking tasty. We, yeah. just, you know, so little, little shredded American or uh, sliced American cheese. Yeah. Put that up. I didn't do American cheese. Too. I just did like that's actually. that's the extra extra layer of of white trashness. I did like taco uh, cheese that on and meat and, and but yeah. it was good. It was yeah. good. I recommend. That's another thing you get on this show: recipes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we need to add that up there with the pastry crackers. Um, so, yeah, so you the, can you yeah, can. I was uh, just thinking about the wine float. You know, I'm going to talk to my cousin about that. You know, Dude, wine float. Wine is interesting. Yeah, get wine some ice float. cream. You know, see how that works. And by yeah. his cousin, we're going to shamelessly promote Revel Urban Wine Bar out here in Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio. Not a sponsor, but if they want, they are to. not. They're just hey. friends of the show, and it's a it's yeah. an awesome yeah. place. So if you're in the Cincinnati area, Rose check out Revel. Hey, all night. Yeah, yeah. Go over there. Green purveyors of erotica rosé. Not, not a not uh, a snooty. Ask for that. Not a snooty stuck up wine bar. They are just awesome people, and they welcome everyone. So go yeah. over and check them out. Just um, won a couple of gold medals. Yeah, they did. They won yeah. two gold medals recently. So that was awesome. 
Uh, why we're talking about the recipes, I might as well get it out of the way. Hey, if you can, head over to the website, yourmixtapepod.com. Uh, you can see a bunch of different stuff over there. Coming soon, very soon, will be all the links to take you to our playlists. Uh, we actually do playlists for every mixtape we make. We have our playlist, and Matt also puts together the listener playlist for when we ask for listener suggestions. Best way to give us those suggestions is to follow us on our social media. We are, of course, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook, Mastodon, TikTok. We are everywhere. Uh, the easiest way to find that is to go to our link tree, scan that, and it'll take you to all of our social medias, and that is available on the front page of the website. So head over to yourmixtapepod.com. Uh, we are, like I said, on all of those social medias. Uh, the I will tell you right now, the Facebook page is is a lot of fun. Like people, yeah, we get a lot of interaction. People post stuff, memes. Um, we talk about a lot of concerts. People share a lot of really cool concerts like uh, that are going around and stuff. So check that stuff out. You guys will have fun doing it or you won't, but you should still go do it anyway. Uh, we also have a phone number should you want to call and leave us a voicemail. We've had a couple, not that many. We'd like to have more. So if you want to give us a call, Leave us a voicemail. There's a number you can do that, and Matt is going to give that number to you right now. Hey, everybody. Hey, Kevin, can I get a little uh, slide whistle accompaniment on this? Ooh, sure do, do like some. Yeah. Real, real, it's nothing for you. All right. Hey, everybody. If you want to give us a call, that number that you need to, to dial into your little telephone service is 513-437-2377. That's 513-HERAD-77. Call us and leave a voicemail. That was the worst accompaniment. I've, I thought yeah, he was going to do some that, I, I, smooth I, I jazz, and it was like... That's what I should have done. So I think what we should do... Actually, I think I recognize I, I think we shouldn't do this, but... Heaven should play all of the cartoon theme no. songs on the slide whistle, and we oh, guess oh. what? Okay, well, he doesn't. Right. He only knows the ones uh, he sent, so that's not going to work so well. Uh, well. When we get to his, yeah. <laughs> oh, so okay. Heaven play. Well, one. we're not doing it that way. So <laughs> normally, what uh, we do, oh, that's right, that's right. this one's going to be a little different. Cut all this out if you want. Normally yeah. on the show, what we suggestion. do is we have the guys send over their lists, and we go one by one down the playlist. But this is just going to be one big playlist. I'm going to tell who sent it. We're going to talk about what cartoon it's from. And then, as is always the case, we're going to talk about why we picked these songs. Not that it's going to be hard to figure out. I'm going to tell you guys, this was a really hard episode. First of all, narrowing down the most iconic cartoon themes was way more difficult than any regular music I've ever had Mm, to narrow down. Yes, I don't know why. It just was. Second, finding information to give credit to these absolute masters of music was not always that easy either. But here's the thing. Um, All week, I've been singing these songs in my head, and it has brought back the most wonderful memories of my childhood. And I'm hoping it does that for the listeners out there as well, because this, like I said, this was a lot of fun for us to do, and people were really excited. We actually put a couple out and ask people to vote on what episodes they would like to see next and this was one of the ones people voted on so uh, yeah. this was by far the most voted on one um, yeah. I will say we cheated a bit uh, two of us brought five songs and um, the third kind of did as well but one was a duplicate to everybody so I just kept them all 
<laughs> yeah. um, there was uh, there's potentially a lot of overlap in a lot. Oh of yeah, things. yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, we've all seen the same. Honestly, shit, yes. So. Most of these yeah, were yeah. picked by all three of us, but as always, mm-hmm. I had backups, so I went with those to round the list out a little bit. We we went with the backup songs, um, but they all and and there's so much guys at home. You're going to be freaking out. What about what about what about? We get it. We get it. Yeah. Here's what I would love to put together if you guys are down. Listeners at home, I would love to do a second episode that is only your picks. That's not our picks. Ooh, you guys, oh, let's do that. And we'll that put it out on social awesome. media. But all of our listeners pick songs that we didn't make it on our list. Send them to us and tell us why we should have put it on our first list. And we'll put yes. together a whole nother episode based off that. Because that's what's really fun, actually. What's really cool about this Um what we're going to be the list we're about to be talking about each of us brought at least one song that to me felt personal like okay yeah this is great this is great this is great but this one this one's mine like kevin did once like this one's mine like i this is kevin it's not just everybody and matt did one too so i'd kind of like to hear that from the people i already know which one of mine you're talking about of course you do because nobody else was going to pick that man it was solely you so yeah so let's get started let's get started let's get into the list and 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 bring back some of these fun childhood memories um normally the guys each bring their list and like i said we go one by one but this week we're going to integrate them they're all going to be together i'm going to talk about uh, i for example the first one is one of my choices and then we're going to go into somebody else after me. So the first one is one of my choices. And, um, God, I'm just going to play it. Here you go. Oh, yeah. All right. Tailspin. This song is actually called Very Spin nice. It. It was written by Michael Silvershire and Patricia Silvershire. Uh, get used to those names. You're going to hear them a lot. This song was performed by Jim Gilstrap. Uh, Tailspin released as a cartoon in 1991 and ran 65 episodes uh, one season as it went for, uh, into syndication. So it was 65 episodes for what they consider one season. I know that's weird, but Cartoons do a lot of this weird syndication thing. Um, the show was based off of. Does anybody know what this? The premise of this show was based off of a popular movie and a popular TV series. And I'm curious if you guys can figure out what those might have been. Uh-huh. I'm gonna guess the Jungle Book. Nope. Yeah. And nope. Wings. Nope. Nope. On neither oh, of those. Okay. Casablanca. Um, Casablanca. Okay. Casablanca. Okay, that makes sense. And Cheers. I okay. don't see the cheers part. <laughs> yeah. Really. That, yep. Yeah. Even going so far as making their bosses named their boss named Rebecca and modeling her after Rebecca Howe on Cheers, who was played by Kirsty Allen. Yeah. Yep. And now when you think about it, you're kinda yeah. like, I kinda see it there a little bit. So uh so the Disney afternoon songs are all good. Um uh, yeah. Uh, which by the way, we did an episode on Disney. The Disney afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, we did. Uh, TV yep. series. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back and check that out. And I'm going to say for my part that most people are instantly going to go to one that I'm just going to not bury the lead here. That's on the list. Everybody's going to go right to one, um, which is totally fair for that particular song. But I think Woo-hoo. the Tailspin song is catchy as hell. 
I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that, by the way. It's a nice little slip in. Um, Thank you. I love that the, the theme sets up the mood and tempo for the entire show. Um, and the opening sequence is fun to watch. Like, you know when you're watching Tailspin, it's going to be goofy buddy stuff. And that's what Tailspin really was. It's just uh, kind of some goofy buddies that run around doing, you know, picking up and dropping off stuff in a very, like, 40s feeling kind of setup. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I always enjoy Tailspin a lot. I felt felt like it was one of the lesser looked upon ones of the Disney afternoon for the most part, but I always really liked it. So that's how we're starting off the list, guys. Um, but that's not how we're going to end the list. We are going into the one from Kev where I said I feel Woo-hoo. like, don't get me wrong, I loved this show, but this one felt like more of a personal one from Kev. This is not, not everybody out there is going to think of this one right off the top. So here you go. Tally Ho! Wings of silver, birds of steel. And clip that. Dude, I want every time your phone to ring, it's Kevin going, Silverhawks. <laughs> Silverhawks. Kev, this oh, is a great God. pool. Um, like I said, we all went with the popular cartoons, but somehow even I didn't. I just I didn't think of this one to add to the list. And when I saw that you put it on, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like such a great uh, like song to put on. This show was developed by Rankin and Bass uh, Productions and distributed by Lorimar Telepictures in 1986, with animation provided by Japanese studio Pacific Animation Corporation. Again, 65 episodes were made. It was created. As a space equivalent for another show that we're going to be talking about. Anybody want to take a guess? What this show Thundercats. was? Thundercats. Yeah, this show was 100% made. I was about to, be, to say Tiger Sharks, but. Yeah. Which was actually Tiger also. Sharks. Yeah, Tiger Sharks was. That's a real thing? Yeah. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that, uh, actually. So there was a, a show that was on. God, was it USA? It was on one of those. It was called The Comic Strip. Yeah, I think it was USA. C O M I C. S-T-R-I-P. Let's all take a trip on the comic strip. No, Matt. Never. You don't know that? Nope. So the comic nope. strip was made up of four different, like, I say, ten minutes. No, no, I think it was four. But They would do, yeah, like, these small cartoons. cartoons. Yeah, there were four or five cartoons mm-hmm. in total. Not on every episode, but there was Karate Cat, Tiger Sharks, some, some monsters, little monsters or something like that. And Tiger Sharks was part of that. And, yes, they were actually supposed to be... Another take. I think on. there was some hip hop frogs too. Yes, not, yes, not sure the hip hop frog. Yes, yeah. Um, so tiger sharks. I'm looking this up right now. Tiger sharks, much I'm not like. Sure if it's like uh, go ahead. Tiger sharks, much much like silverhawks, were actually direct answers to thundercats. The silverhawks were supposed to be thundercats in space, and I love the silverhawks. And the toys were freaking awesome. The toys was badass because they were like chrome coated. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they were totally cool. Um, this song was composed by Bernard Hoffer. Uh, Hoffer was nominated for an Emmy Award and has won six Clio Awards for his work on commercials. So, kind of a big name. You're gonna you're gonna find in a lot of these that we talk about today that a lot of the same people worked on them. Um, 
and a lot of people that did the theme songs were were actually uh, like ad agencies and stuff, which is kind of weird, but kind of well, makes sense. You don't say. Yeah, they made of- they made theme songs that would go with. Things that were easily marketable towards children yes. who could sell toys. Yes. Sort of okay. a madman sort of Sort of. With cartoons. Totally, yeah. Obviously, that's like, part of it. Are we coming with that Thundercats theme song? But guys. part of it, like, too, it's is... It's almost done. Don Draper of cartoons. You keep doing that. That's, you know, oddly enough, that's the next song on the list. But but here's the thing. You say that, and yes, that's partially that's partially right, right? We're promoting these to sell stuff. But it also makes a little bit of sense when it's like, we need a jingle. And it needs to be like a minute long. Although some of these are actual, like yeah. full on songs that you can find out there. So, all right. So oh, I'm just yeah. going to play it because we've talked about it like 15 times. So I'm going to go right into this one. This is the next one on my list right here. Everybody's getting excited right now, aren't they? I I don't know if you've went back and watched this. This show is weird. <laughs> you may not yeah. know this. It's uh, it starts off the very first. So you probably forgot all of this. Lino is a kid. He he is literally a child in an adult's body. Because and the first episode, all they're the naked. Cats are butt-ass they're naked, walking around but... naked, right? Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, Matt. Go back and check it out. And so Lino gets... So that's the first thing your mind jumps to is like, yeah, just naked Chitara. Well, we never thought yeah, about right? it as kids. You don't see nipples. No nipples. Yeah, no, or, no, no. I was going to tell you, yeah. just, yeah. No, it's a furry yeah. wet dream. And it's weird because it's... the 80s was furry wet dreams. They're actually yeah, drawn. We, now we wonder why they, those type of people exist in this world. Mm. But they're what actually... Happened? Thundercats existed. That's but they're actually drawn, though, Kev, even though they are walking around naked. Like, they have lines like where underwear would be, but they're not where... It's so weird. So weird because I went back furry, so, like speedo. Yes, I went back to watch yeah. Thundercats like a year or so ago. <laughs> like Beastman, <laughs> it was dude. It's bizarre. Um, so Lionel is like a kid. He gets put in like a uh, one of the, like a cryopod, and his brakes in in transit. So he ages where the rest of them don't. Mm-hmm. But his mind is still that of a young kid. It is so weird. Uh, yeah, but a great cartoon. Um, this one was uh, 1985, produced by Rankin and Bass Animation Entertainment and Leisure Concept. There were 130 episodes in four seasons, plus a TV movie called Thundercats. Ho! Uh, we're going straight into one of my choices uh, now because I picked Thundercats, uh, which was composed by Hoffer once again, same guy that did Silverhawks. You can hear similarities in the two themes if you really stop and look at it. Um, yeah. Like so. <laughs> right, in case we needed another take of that. Here's, the uh, ringtone. There you go. Here's a thing. Every time I get a text message, uh, it's just going to be Kevin doing that. Yeah. It's gonna be, yeah. I could do the same thing for Tiger Sharks if you want me to. Just <laughs> yeah, please do. All right. Jay, get ready to. Tiger Sharks. Ricola. So, <laughs> can you do a, a tailspin as well for us? Tailspin. Oh, now he sounds like Boobaz, which was something one of my kids watched. Oh God, Boobah. no! Yeah, that shows some mind fuck. So we talked I never about heard of it, but 
It, oh, that's what yeah. Mufasa is what happens when the Teletubbies discover meth. <laughs> they get <Ooh>. fat. <laughs> yeah. They gain weight. They get fat and their heads go into their necks and they just start uh, boobahing okay. around. I need yeah. to look up. Uh, yeah, go so ahead. Look, look, look up boobahs while we're doing this. <laughs> so yeah. we talked about Bernard Hoffer. Uh, and like I said, he wrote both of these themes. I just wanted to bring up that this dude also um, worked on the 1980 animated Return of the Kings film. And he worked on the comic strip, which had Tiger Sharks on it, which came out in 1987. So it's funny because you got Thundercats in 85, Silverhawks in 86, Thunder, uh, Tiger Sharks in 87. So it was like boom, boom, boom. Um, Ugh, oh, like hey, look, grimaces. I have it in my notes. The mini monster. <laughs> what? Wait, what did you say? Grimaces, you know, like the grimace from McDonald's. Yeah. Prolapsed. Uh, <laughs> oh, prolapsed grimaces. <laughs> prolapsed okay. grimaces. <laughs> I thought you said pro-life grimace. God. Uh, no, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were pro-life grimaces. But. Hey, by the way, Kev, uh, yeah. the mini monsters, Karate Cat, Tiger Sharks, and Street Frogs were the three, were the yeah. four. Ah, None of which it. I've ever heard of, but I totally would have watched uh, the Tiger Sharks. Yeah, that's that's the one I watched it for. Karate Cat and Tiger Sharks yeah. are what I wanted to see the most. And like, it was like Thundercats in the sea. In the ocean, yeah. yeah. They were really yeah. great. It was yeah. cool. They had great toys out, too, that are worth a lot of money. They, came they from did. LJN Toys. Uh, sorry, this is coming from a toy nerd, but LJN Toys released Tiger Shark toys, and they're worth a ton of money on card if you can find them. Just do a Rewind Toys episode on it. Um, I might have back in the day. I don't recall. Oh. Um, so now we're going to go into another uber popular one. This is one of Maddie's picks right here. Maddie All picked right. this one right here. I like it when you pick it right here. Thank you. It was, it was delayed backup, but there was still backup. This is going to be the one that I think everybody at home is screaming like, this needs to be on the list. This needs to be on the list. And Matt heard you. Okay, chill. Yeah. Here you go. In the past and future. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. Solve a mystery. Your what? Or rewrite you history. Will. history. Duck Tales. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Of course, DuckTales had to be on here, but I, I just want to do this really quick. Ready? You make my dreams come true. Hold on one more time. Ready? Hold on. Wait. Give me this one, too. <laughs> now I see Beyonce. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Have you ever seen the video where they put them dancing over the DuckTales theme song? No. Oh, my later. God. It lines up. Perfectly, it is freaking weird, man. It's like, did they actually dance to Ducktales? It was weird. Anyway, this is Ducktales, guys. There's a hundred episodes of this show. I'll, I'll tell you about my total obsession with this cartoon. Like, I watched it daily, every day. Came home, put on Ducktales. Uh, there was also a movie, four seasons total. Total, um, so hundred four seasons, hundred episodes, one movie. That actually came out in the theaters. If you guys don't remember, DuckTales had a movie. I in the do theaters. remember that. Yeah. Um, 
This series landed in 1987 and has continued on in some form or another ever since. The theme song was written by Mark Mueller, an ASCAP award-winning pop music songwriter. Mueller was paid a little over $1,000 to write this tune. It was performed by Jeff Pischetto. There are four different variations of this theme song. The original version, serving as the show's opening theme, contained one verse, a chorus, a bridge, and then a chorus. There's a shorter version of the opening theme uh, that was used in the Disney Afternoon version. Uh, Every day they're out there making DuckTales woohoo was actually taken out of that one. Then there's a full-length version. It's ruined the whole generation. (laughs) Right. There's actually a full-length version that was released on the Disney Afternoon soundtrack, the third volume, it was called. Which I might be getting some of the uh, theme songs for the Spotify playlist from. Yeah, hopefully, probably. <laughs> yeah. So according no, to an, like the first thing that comes up. So according to an interview with uh, the singer Jeff Pas- Paschetto, uh, he was originally approached by Mark Mueller to cut a demo of the song so that Disney could hear it for approval, just to make sure they approved of the song itself. They liked it, but they decided they wanted to use um, the pop group The Jets and uh, have them. Oh record hell yeah! It. So the Jets actually recorded it. Disney listened to it, but then decided it needed a different vocal style and commissioned yeah. Pischetto, who had done the Not demo, who, who's in it. to go back yeah. and do the actual theme song, too. We all know it. We all love it. We all sing it. Kids growing up now yeah. can sing this damn song for Pete's sake. My kids know this damn song. For Pete's yeah. sake. Do you know if the Jets version ever got released? Uh, I do not know, but I will tell you this. It's not, on, awesome. it's not on the, anybody's list, but the Mighty Ducks TV series, the Jets ended up performing yeah. their theme song for that show. Really? Yep. Okay. The, the cartoon. Yeah, I actually the saw cartoon. the Jets when I was a kid for free. Were they the more than... of fun. That, did they have it all over him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got it all, all over you. It must have been yeah. heaven sent. Seeing you call, he went out on a limb. Yeah. <laughs> this, this might be another weird story of Matt's childhood, but I saw the Jets and many others perform at a uh, theme park, uh, amusement park, I guess, in uh, Kansas City. This, this, um, That isn't so yeah. weird. I've seen people. Per- we have yeah. an amphitheater yeah. at Kings Island here in Cincinnati, too. Okay, okay. So that's, that, I, See, that I was like, is that just like specific to Worlds of Fun? I don't think so. I think that's yeah. pretty common. Um, but what's weird is if you know Matt and he tells you like, <laughs> like he'll just he'll be talking to him he's like yeah I saw them perform and like the bands that he talks about like who the fuck were you raised with because they were seeing all kinds of stuff like they didn't care man mm-hmm. like, yeah no okay so the the story on that and I'll that's this like, quick was yeah I saw every Dolly weekend Parton. that we went to my <laughs> I, I haven't but that would have been great no but you saw um, Kenny Rogers this list. Uh, I believe I did see Kenny Rogers yeah I think yeah. you've told us before like Kenny Rogers yeah and I think so the Jets <laughs> The Jets, Brooks and Dunn, Charlie Daniels Band, uh, B.J. Thomas. Oh, B.J. Thomas. Um, huh? I said, ooh, B.J. Thomas. Who? No, I know who oh, they B.J. Say, Thomas Who's B.J. Thomas? Wow. I was like, raindrops keep falling on I know head. who he is. I was just kind of excited. Like, oh, I kind of forgot about B.J. Thomas. He yeah. also did a lot and of TV the, themes. Most songs. of them were free. Yeah, most of the concerts were free. So basically, like, my, my parents were divorced when I was growing up, and my dad loved taking us to see various concerts at worlds of fun so it was like that's cool a day of us at the theme park but so also is, is us worlds going of fun still to, around yeah 
Yeah, okay. they, they closed the amphitheater. And actually, a uh, side note related to all this, I found somebody like archived almost a complete list of everyone who ever performed at that amphitheater going back to like the that's, 70s. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, wow. and and I was like, I was at this one. And it's like the dates and everything of like who all performed there. Um, yeah, we have so, uh, Ricky Van Shelton, which allegedly is not related to Blake Shelton, which I call bullshit. I think he actually is his dad or something. But um, yeah, just saw all kinds of people there. Um, the monkeys. I saw the monkeys perform there more than anybody. Probably I saw Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Turns out Matt's oh, wow. literally just going and watching monkeys like that, that like do high wire acts and shit. We thought he meant the yeah. band, but he was actually they just had watching. A, they monkeys had a dolphin perform. show that got shut down because they had a donkey reasons. show. This place is crazy. Dol- no, <laughs> yeah. no a, a, a dolphin. I'm going to say it clearly. A dolphin show. Like a Dolph Lundgren flipper. show. Yeah, it was just he came out and just like flex and then just like roundhouse hey kick people in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ooh, a dolphin show with Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lund- a yeah. Dolph he dolphin just, show. A, <sighs> writes itself. Dolph. <laughs> writes itself yeah. right there. But yeah. this is DuckTales. Um, woo-woo. Hey. <laughs> that is related. <laughs> I was 100% watching DuckTales at the time of going to see the There concerts. you go. That's yeah. how you bring it around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, DuckTales theme song is one of those, like, just, like, overly iconic. Like, you don't yeah. even know why the damn thing is so catchy, but it yeah, is. They, they struck gold when they, they wrote this one. Yeah, and then they dove into it. They It really. Unintentional pun, but yeah. It really is go. one of those things where, like, my kids did not. They did grow up watching this cartoon because I introduced it to them. But they didn't grow up watching it the way we did, and yet they know this theme song. If you walked out today into a store or something and just yell ducktails somebody's gonna go woo promise i may do it later i'm going to a place where there's gonna be a large group of people i might might do that i might go down to uh spring grove cemetery and do that (laughs) then you run at the cemetery (laughs) i have a theory i mean if you're in a cemetery and you and you do the ducktails woohoo and you're the only person there but you get a response you better fucking record that. Uh, <laughs> and then run. That is proof of a dead millennial. So. <laughs> you, know, you know, the weird thing about Spring Grove Cemetery, there is a SpongeBob gravestone inside of there. And with all these graves from SpongeBob like, Silver Freaking War. Well, no, I mean, the tombstone <laughs> of SpongeBob SquarePants is inside of there. There's a tombstone so that, that looks that, like SpongeBob. Yeah, I gotcha. SpongeBob Square. Okay, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, he died in a pineapple underneath the sea. So. Yeah. He eventually drowned. Burial at sea. <laughs> he filled up with well, water actually, he couldn't take Harold anymore. Because he's yeah. a damn sponge. Uh, so, I have a theory. My theory has always mm-hmm. been, if you walk into a room, now it can't be like little kids, you gotta walk into a room of, of adults, where there's three or more people in the room. And so far I've tested this and seeing, well, I got me a job and it got me a fiddle. When the uh, sun comes up, I got cakes on the griddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. And just stop. Thank God. Someone will finish it every time. (laughs) No matter where you go, what you do, somebody will finish it every time. Hey, Jay, the stars at night are big and bright. Ain't been the heart of Texas. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. It'll work mm-hmm. every time. Somebody's yeah. going to sing it. Thank you, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's continue Part on the list. The show. We love the DuckTales theme. Um, 
the so we're getting into a lot of these themes where it was like who got it first and this was Kev's who got it first he said it before I could but I'm not up I'm not upset about any of these when you guys came up with one that I'm like oh yeah great it's on there let's talk about it um we have to talk about this one right Give me a break. Party! Party. <laughs> 1987. Uh, do you guys know? You're not. I'm putting you on the spot. Do you guys know who uh, one of the like producers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, huge, huge TV producer, like massively huge TV producer for sitcoms and stuff. Um, Aaron Spelling? No. I was about to say, and okay. and is also par- partially responsible for the theme music to this. Some of your um, biggest shows. Co- uh, sitcoms. Think sitcoms. Big sitcom uh, producer. Gary Marshall? Chuck Lorre. Really? really? Chuck Lorre. Right. Uh, the song was composed by Dennis C. Brown, Chuck Lorre. Um, they recorded the theme, theme song and performed the spoken parts, not the voice actors. All you hear at the beginning, he's a radical Wait. rat party, all of that, not the That's vocal actors. Chuck Lorre? It is Chuck Lorre, yes. Did like all the parts. I'll be damned. As we know, he went on to become one of the most successful television producers with shows like Two and a Half Men, Big Bang. Um, so, yeah, huge. They recorded those parts. They didn't have voice actors set up yet. So if you pay attention, even though it's like, you know, he's a radical rat. Uh, Donatello does machines. That's a fact, Jack. And party, they're all the same voice. There's no, like, differentiating yeah. the three. But they'd already recorded the theme song. I guess originally they thought maybe they'd fill in the parts, but it just sounded good, so they left it. It was fine. Um, James Mandel, a.k.a. Miles Doppler, performed this song. Uh, Composer Dennis Brown worked on a ton of TV shows. Again, Two and a Half Men, Mike and Molly. But his cartoon work included The California Raisins, The Toxic Crusader, and Here He Comes, Here Comes Speed Racer. He's a demon on wheels. So... Oh, Doesn't really get much better than that. This song has become totally iconic with the franchise. Mm-hmm. As you know, out of a lot of the properties we're talking about today, Turtles has probably had more spinoffs, more variations than anything else yeah. we're going to talk about. But yeah, this, the variations too. were pretty damn good too. Mm, yeah. yeah, there's some definite misses, but some the great movies, hits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. are one of the highest. Oh, the first one is one of the highest grossing. The original, films of the nineteen ninety one. Yeah, yeah, it's great. The mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film from nineteen ninety is fantastic. Uh, he's talking. And, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tease this out. Still working on something, but we may have a Ninja Turtles. Related, We've been working uh, on it. The he, the, yeah. the, the answer was pretty much yes, but this dude is yeah. when and I'm I'm not. I don't mean this in the way you think it. When I'm about to say this yeah. dude is all over the map. I mean, literally, this literally, like, literally is all over. When he you replied, I'll, I'll here. Let's let's pull the the curtain back a little bit. Return to Oz style. Uh, well, original Wizard of Oz style. We'll pull the curtain back and reveal something. When I got that original response to, hey, would you like to come on the show? He was sitting in the middle of the Brazilian rainforest in the Amazon. Yep. 
and said, wow. I'm literally out of the country. And then this is how long we've been working on it. He said, get a hold of me in you know X amount of time. And when I got a hold of him the second time, the, um, the, well, I'll call it conflict just to avoid anything. The conflict between Russia and the Ukraine had started cracking out, cracking out. That's a weird term. Um, <laughs> but him and his fiance, I think they're possibly married at this point, went to the Ukraine to assist with relief aid. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he so is. he's legitimately traveling all over the world and is kind of hard to nail down because he's just like, I got to go do this now. I got to go do this. And it's not who any of so. you are thinking, but we don't want to spoil it. But he's yeah. going to be really cool to talk to because he has affiliations yeah. with other things, not just the Ninja Turtles. Yes. In a way. Including that- older interview guests, which uh, go back and listen to the old interviews and maybe you can figure out who we're talking about. But in a way that. Like that little tease there. That you guys wouldn't normally expect. Nice tease. And uh, like that, I'm really interested in. He let's just say he has some affiliations with some really awesome people that I would love yes. to talk to him about. So that being teased, uh, yeah, yes, this this song, no matter what version of this of this franchise exists, this song is kind of in there somehow. Like even yeah. if they've changed it or altered it a little bit, it sort of exists because it kind of has to, like. You bring up turtle. You bring up Ducktales. Somebody's going to sing the Ducktales song. You bring up turtles. Somebody's going to. Mm-hmm. And but the thing that makes that so special about the turtles is again so many different spinoffs. You bring up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You could be talking about the comic book. You could be talking about the crappy Michael Bay movies. You could be talking about. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Somebody's still probably going to sing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song because yeah. they just know it that much. So great, 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 great song to add to the list. But Kevin, yes. Matt was it has yes. put a song on the list next that once I once I saw it on his list I wanted to kick myself for not thinking of it like I was like oh my god this Matt and I might have hit on it's weird because we're talking about you know DuckTales and Turtles and a couple other really big franchises here in a few minutes but Matt and I might have both picked two of the most iconic cartoon songs of all time and I really want to ask you guys your opinion when we're done, which you think is the most icon in your opinions, but this might be up there. This one's up there. You ready for this, Kev? All right. Matt's next pick. Inspector Gadget, which is also a play on words, you know. What'd you do to the girl in the bedroom Inspector last night? Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Ha, ah, that was like a joke. Uh, 1982 to 1986, Deke Entertainment. The show was co-created by Andy Hayward, Jean Chalapin, Chalapin, and Bruno Bianchi, and stars the voice of anybody, anybody, anybody. Who voiced Inspector Gadget? Uh, get smart. Da- Don um, Adams. Yep. Don Adams. Yep. Uh, first premiered on September 12th, 1983. It is the first cartoon show to be syndicated by Deke, who created the series to help expand into the North American market. Uh, they're Canadian. And it is the first animated series to be presented in stereo sound. 
I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Broadcasting 86 episodes over two seasons, and uh, it remained in syndication until the late 90s. That infamous theme song that we just played was composed by Shuki Levy and Haim Saban. Yes. Hang on. Yes. Okay. Uh, Under Saban, uh, released under Saban Records. Uh, Levy is known for awesome shows like The Real Ghostbusters, He-Man, and one of my honorable mentions, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Uh, And another show we will be talking about here next, which I will get into here in a minute. Uh, But... Yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Yes, Haim Saban. Yes, that's that that Saban, Power Rangers fame. Yeah. So really cool, great song. Like I said, uh, I just want to let you guys know the real Ghostbusters and He-Man did not make the lists. Uh, kind of sucks when I read them. I was like, oh, damn it. But again, we have to narrow mm-hmm. these things down, so we did. <laughs> but There's uh, a lot of other songs that could, you know, I want to put on this list. Once we do another one, uh, Jason the Wheeled well, Warriors almost made my list because that song rocks out. <laughs> Maybe they show up on the tapeworms list. That would be really cool. I'm, I'm, episode, uh, yeah. we're definitely going to put that together. It may take a, a few because I'll have to get pull lists together off people, but that'd be a really fun one to do. So, yeah, yeah. Inspector Gadget might be one of the most iconic cartoon theme songs of all time, really, if you think about it. This song is part of the cartoon in fact i would argue that everybody knows the theme song but not that many people could tell me like specific episodes of the cartoon anymore even though you probably watched them all oh yeah that's mm. kind of true actually you know, i'll get you next time gadget <laughs> next time yeah everybody yeah. does dr claw what mad, was the name of the cat mad cat mad cat yeah, that's, that's right. right yeah yeah and uh, i like dr claw's car you ever seen what dr claw really looks like um, uh, I thought I saw. Strangely a enough, I'm actually one. googling Inspector Gadget right now. Do you remember the? Yeah. Do you remember? I remember them ever showing his face? They don't. So do you remember the yeah. um, the uh, Headless Horseman movie that came out? Mm-hmm. Which With Johnny one? Depp, the uh, Tim Burton one. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. And do you remember what um, uh, Christopher Walken looked like as the Headless Horseman? Oh, yeah? With the hair all up. That's exactly what he looks like. So they released a toy um, that shows his face and hair. I guess in the final episode, he was supposed to turn around and look at the camera. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Did you pull up what he looked like? Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, right? So, yeah. Yeah. But it never... Looks like the guy from The Prodigy, but... but (laughs) A little bit that, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, I'm the fire starter. Twisted Firestarter Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> so there you Come go. play my game. So I told you that uh, Shuki Levy did uh, this cartoon and a couple of others, but he also did the next one on my list. Um, this one is the second I hear this song, like I am filled full of memories. Like there... Let's see if this makes sense to you guys. Do you ever feel like, okay, there are, I think we talk about this, um, we talked about this with Frank, uh, Matt, who was a guest host a couple of weeks ago. We talk about instantly hearing songs and instantly taking you back to very specific yes. moments. And a lot of these cartoon yes. songs will take me back to my childhood, but I've heard mm. some of them so much now at this point that it doesn't really, 
like I hear DuckTales all the time. So while it is nostalgic feeling, it doesn't necessarily instantly transport me back into when I was sitting there eating ravioli after school at, you know, in front of the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This song, however, pulls me right in. Yeah, this is Mask. Mobile Armored Strike Command Mask. I was pretty obsessed with this show. Freaking yeah, one of my favorites. Cool. Yeah. And, and the freaking toys are awesome. They are some of the best toys ever, in my opinion, and they are highly expensive for collectors these days. Even out of box, they are expensive. Uh, this show was released in 1985, produced by Deke, based off the Kenner action figure line. It ran two seasons with music by Haim Saban and, again, Chuki Levy. Uh, when we say Haim Saban, like I said, we are talking about the Power Ranger guy. Uh, Shuki also worked with uh, um, that show, the Power Rangers, over the years as well. So some of the music you get from the Power Rangers is... So I, I think it's kind of cool that it's all sort of intertwined. Um, Mask yeah. is a great show, and that theme song is very reminiscent of the time period. Like it, it's yeah. hard not to like. I hear that theme. I heard Kevin the second I like. You didn't make it three seconds in, and Kevin's like, yeah. "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, like, oh I, yeah." There it is, man. I, I will admit, I did not recognize it at all until you said what it was. That's cool. That's I fair. Apparently, was not a mass kid. That's fair. Um, it's a great, great cartoon. It's a lot of fun. It's very similar vein to all those kind of cartoons from from that time period, like the feel yeah. and the jokes and the the animation style. Um, mm. I keep thinking, you know, we got a Transformers oh. movie. We got a whole line of Transformers movies. And I'm like, why has no movie? one done an updated Mask and updated Thundercats movie? There's been talk. And Voltron. Voltron's one that's been talked about for a long time. Mm. Uh, I've been watching be the Netflix so good. Voltron series that they released. It's oh, great. Oh, yeah, that was pretty damn it's good. It's really yeah. good. I highly mm-hmm. recommend that uh, to everybody. But kept very faithful to the original but then but updated it a lot uh, it's really great but why have we not gotten voltron and mask and thundercats because they're they're prime like these are prime. i would watch a live action voltron in a heartbeat God, yes, that man. would be bad so it, it could be I mean, they could fuck it all up i actually too. still have some of my voltron toys dude so. i'm super jealous of you that for for um, of you for that yeah. by the way I'll have to see if I can send you a picture of some of it later on. Yeah, that would that was always one of those. As a kid, I always wanted the full Voltron. I was uh, getting. Yeah, I actually had that when I was a kid. It was like the full Voltron where you can actually put figures inside yeah. the Voltron lions. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, because oh. we've established Kevin was rich, but I was very poor, and yeah. uh, <laughs> 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 I would get a lion here and a lion there, but I never ended up. Getting I, I think that's what I did as well. I was like, yes, I got the leg. Yeah. And the thing uh, is, is by the way, Mask has another Chuck Lorre connection. He was a writer on Mask. That's really cool. Yeah. I did not know that, but I'm not yeah. that shocked. If you, really, if you again, these things kind of ran in circles, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was he was a writer on season one at least. The thing about Voltron is very cool, but when you put the 
put them all together, he was just sort of wobbly. You couldn't really do, do much with no. him. But it still looked cool. And individually, it was yeah, a great a lot of play knee with. action in that. No, not a whole lot. No. Uh, but a cool idea. And, and the black line, in order to make it work, the black line was way bulkier than the rest of them in the toys. Oh, yeah. It's, so he kind of looks I mean, like a more of a panther, just like yeah, a, just a ripped-ass line. He was. He was very big-chested, like, <laughs> look at me. Um, mm-hmm. But still, it doesn't very matter. Very top-heavy. doesn't fucking I'm matter. I'm the torso. I want it. But he had wings. That was pretty cool. The other thing yeah. about the Voltron toys. Or the Griffin. Yeah. Is there were so many variations of. I actually did a Rewind Toys uh, or wrote one about this because there are so many variations. And I will tell you guys, you may not know this, and I'm tangenting big time on my toy nerdery knowledge here. But the one that we all refer to, the Lions, um, were actually Voltron 2. They were not Voltron 1. Most people don't That's know right. that. Um, yeah, and the reason everybody got very angry because they're like, and then they switched to the 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 uh, car one, and everybody was mad. We wanted more of the actual Voltron. Well, that was a series that was taken from like Japan, and that's what existed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there, we didn't create, we didn't make more because there were no more. I know that's weird, but that's the way it worked back then. So, uh, but this was Mask, and Mask is one of those like like Kevin said, the toys for Mask were just fun they were awesome. they were like sturdy and they did cool things and that they weren't like the transformer pickup truck that was awesome well like okay the transformers toys were cool and you would transform yeah. them but once you put them in robot form again they were kind of flimsy kind of you know didn't really couldn't really do much with them but the mask toys you could do your the car version or the plane version and they were still cool like and they yeah. all had those masks that popped onto their head it was just really cool great toys um and a fun ass cartoon, and I, you know, <coughs> growing up, this cartoon kind of hit the right idea. You know, uh, T Bob was this little fat robot that turned into a scooter, and you wanted to be, um, well, Matt Tracker was the main guy. I cannot think of what the kid's name was, but you wanted to be that kid. You're like, I want my 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 dad is a secret agent who runs this organization mm-hmm. that wears cool Going masks. Adventures. And, I got a yeah. robot, you know, scooter. Yeah, thing, and, yeah, and John Larroquette as Dan Fielding plays the bad guy. It was very. <laughs> I mean, he looked just like him as all. Oh, time. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, he didn't really, but he looked like him. I always <laughs> oh, thought John Larroquette would just be great. Gaslighting Kevin, good job. Yeah. No, no, he didn't oh. really play him, but he would have looked great if they would have done a live action version back then. I always thought like they need they yeah. need John Larroquette to play the bad guy. Um. So yeah, the bad John guy Larroquette needed to be in more things in the eighties. God, he was so good. And everything yeah. he did do. Uh, Venom was the bad guys, by the way, which is also an acronym. It, I don't even remember something. Yeah. Oh, I had it I had it pulled up a second ago. Let's okay. see if I can find it. So, Mask. Yeah, that one really yeah. just, I don't know. When I hear that music, I'm Mask instantly. TV series. Oh, um, Venom stood for. Evil. Vicious. Uh, vicious. Vicious Evil Network of Mayhem. Yeah, that's what. Oh, Miles Mayhem. That was the bad guy. That was the main bad guy, Miles yeah. Mayhem. Mask um, was Mobile Armored Strike Command. I also want to say that the opening credits for Mask have this really 80s vibe. There's this like laser grid that comes up and they're like, it zips around. It is really oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so now we're going to go back to Kev and one that, I mean, come on. Really? It had to be on here, right?
I mean, we can all sing it, right, from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The Transformers. There, there may have been a previous guest on our very show who could sing it probably better than anybody, and they're the ones who should. They, sing yeah, it and in fact, time. I think they probably do sing it because it's their song. Uh-huh. He's he's yeah. ref, he's referring to our interview with the Cybertronic Spree, where we actually had the uh, actual, actual, actual Transformers yeah. on our show. Yeah, you should go back From and listen. Cybertron. Yeah, you guys should go back and listen to that episode. It was a lot of fun. Those it was our guys first in person recording too, almost a year ago. Um, it wasn't yeah. well for me and you. Well, for me and you, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a fun we do episode. That again soon. Those guys are yeah. goofy and just fun to hang out with uh, and talk to because they are just a lot of fun. They are full character, man. They don't they don't break character not for anything. I don't know what you're talking about, Jay. I'm sorry. They are in fact Transformers, Matt. Yeah. Yes. Um, Transformers. This series ran from 1984 to 1987. Well, uh, G1 did. Uh, Transformers for those who don't know again this episode's extra special for me because I'm really into 80s and 90s toys I know a lot about them G1 is what the original Transformers is referred to it stands for generation one there are so many variations of the Transformers they have to break them down so the original version of Transformers ran from 84 to 87 uh, it was produced by Marvel Productions and Sunbow Productions in association with Japanese studio Toei Animation. We see them a lot. Uh, the theme was created by Ford Kinder and Anne Bryant. They were the composers. Kinder and Bryant formed Kinder and Bryant. This is the name of their Kinder and Bryant. In 1983, and ended up composing many of the themes for Hasbro's TV shows. So a lot of those Hasbro um, shows that you're, you'll you know, you remember watching out there were all composed by Kinder and Bryant. Uh, in 1986, the film, the Transformers movie, uh, the song was actually performed by the metal band Lion. So <laughs> the version you hear in the movie was performed by Lion. They use this theme for everything, too. TV spots, uh, commercials. Um, this, this song was seared into our brain. They wanted you to know mm-hmm. Transformers. It was very smart marketing on their part because, like I said, even the TV commercials made sure to play this song in the background. The another car- sold a lot of toys. Yeah, and another cartoon we're going to talk about here in a minute did the same exact thing. We, we want you to associate this song with everything you see that mm-hmm. is Transformers, and it worked. I mean, it worked big time back in the '80s. So, great, great song seared into our brains. We absolutely loved it. Again. Give me a kid today and ask him to sing the Transformers song, and they're going to be able to do it. And it's not like I don't think they the Michael Bay movies plays this song. You know, they should have. They didn't, but um, kids still know it. This is just one of those iconic songs, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I am not surprised that this made somebody's list. Um, okay. Okay. We're going to jump a little bit in time. We're going to move forward a little bit for, for this one. We're going to come into the, the the mid and late 90s on this. But uh, when this series came out, man, we all friggin' loved it. So this is a good choice right here.
uh, the X-Men in the background there. The X-Men mm-hmm. theme song. Yeah. Yeah, this song slaps, man. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, 1992, considered by many to be one of the best X-Men adaptations of all time, was this cartoon, X-Men, the animated yep. series from the 90s. Ran five seasons, good. 76 episodes. This theme song was composed by Ron Wasserman, the same guy who composed Go, Go, Power Rangers. So... There you go. If you didn't know that, now you realize why both of those songs kick ass. Um, yes. Another song that and, is... And it's not difficult to find you know, guitar players just shredding the shit out of them on YouTube. So my actual way. next note says, same guy who composed Go-Go Power Rangers, another song that is way more metal, metal than it should be. So <laughs> that kind of works, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Add to that, he also worked on Dragon Ball Z. And I think... Uh, that you guys will like, you know, I don't know if you guys know the Dragon Ball Z theme, but also considered to be like way more metal than it needs to be, but everybody freaking loves it. So mm. I think the movies would do wise to create an updated version of this song, uh, for the new movies yeah. that they're going to be working on. Um, and, and that would instantly be put them a little bit ahead of all the other movies, in my opinion, just because they took this theme song and somehow integrated it in. I think you would have another, we're talking about, X-Men into the MCU type situation. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you'll have another Avengers assemble moment. When that theme song kicks That would be so great. Like if they bring that out and like you see Wolverine just walk out and Cyclops comes out right behind him. It's like, Oh shit, here we go. The sound designers would be, they would be really smart because not many people would listen to the fans. Not many people would catch it, but if they actually use the stink stink from the cartoon, whenever Wolverine, most people would it wouldn't even register, but there would be that moment of recognition yeah. in your head that you wouldn't even know that that's what you're like, huh? Something familiar there. Just be smart. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so cool. Yeah, cartoons. Yeah. The X Men cartoon was great. Yeah, when it came on, I remember sitting down and watching. It. So this cartoon did something flabbergasting. They created a character, right? They created a character on the very first episode named Morph, who was not in the mm-hmm. comics just so they could kill someone on the show. And the very first episode, someone dies for Pete's sake. Morph gets killed in the very first episode of the show. Spoiler, damn. Yeah. They ended up bringing Morph back later because they thought he was a really cool character, but he was created for the show. He didn't exist just so they could have a member of the X-Men that gets like killed off. It's crazy. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't kill off the cool X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, Series starts. They kill the they kill Beast first thing. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, right. Holy shit. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer's not gonna have a career later. Yeah. By the way, Damn. he was a great pick for Beast. Like, no one thought that yes, that would was. work, but he actually he worked was. out really well. Crazy, but he kind of fit. Yeah. So great choice, man. Really rocking it up a little bit. Um, and then Kevin just brings it right back. No, just kidding. <laughs> brings us down with his next po- choice. No, I guess what you're probably seeing on some watership down. Oh, oh God, that's a uh, Art Garfunkel, and it's called Bright Eyes. And I can sing it if you want me to. Wow, uh, that'll be a bonus episode, everybody. Bright eyes burning like fire. I. For I those, really expected like the last unicorn to be a song that somebody put on. I'm alive, I'm alive. That was not our Garfunkel. 
<laughs> that was Mr. Movie himself in the 80s for shit's sake. I was going to say, you kind of, you know, sound like he was right there in the room. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. I've been working on it. You know, I've been yeah. practicing a lot. Uh, no, practicing if, your art, if brother. you guys don't know, our, uh, our Garfunkel, see what you did. I, I love Watership Down. It's my favorite book of all time. And uh, I've seen that cartoon so many times, like I can't even talk about. And then when Netflix did the miniseries recently, watched it loved it it was fantastic so you should watch that it's great anyway uh next one on kevin's list again guys i know you guys at home are like yeah these are some of these are obvious but some of them aren't like who would have picked x-men who would have picked inspector gadget you know i don't know who would pick silver both of those but all right but this one this one uh i think most of most of us youngins would have picked yo joe He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy. Fighting to save the day. I love that line. It's so stupid. G.I. Joe, 1983. In case you didn't know who they were fighting and the other line of toys. It's like... Let's find a very stoic voice guy and get him to go, it's G.I. Joe against Cobra you know, the enemy. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if it was, uh, what's his name, Thoral Ravenscroft, the guy that did the Grinch. <laughs> it's a mean That'd one. Be amazing. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, Joe ran from 1983 to 1986. Uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, is the name of the actual cartoon and the main title theme song uh, created by Ron Friedman based on the toy line from Hasbro. This is another Ford and Kindery thing. So uh, same people as before Spencer Michelin Ford, uh, Spencer Michelin Ford Kinder and Joe Bascal are credited with writing the GI Joe theme song. Joe Bascal of Griffith Bascal was a client. So, is a whole thing. Remember kind of how I was telling you that they used advertising firms for some of these? Well, Joe Bascall of Griffin and Bascall was actually a client of theirs. So uh, he presented the opportunity uh, to compete for a jingle to advertise the G.I. Joe storyline, which had been redesigned and resized and was ready to come back to the marketplace. So for those who don't know, and I think everybody knows, the original G.I. Joes were like 12-inch, like Barbie doll size, right? Mm-hmm. So they decided to take that, revamp it, make them. Uh, and it was a lot of thanks to the Star Wars action figures. Yes. So the Star Wars action figures were like some of the first ones to make the this, the smaller scale. And they did so well that Hasbro wanted in on it. So they took their an existing line, which was G.I. Joe. They said, let's make them smaller. Let's Give release them some them. more joints to. But how yeah, do we? How do we get? Yeah. Yes. Which the Star Wars toys didn't have, and they mm-hmm. said, and but how do we get kids to buy them? Because Star Wars toys are buying them because of Star Wars, right? Well, let's create a cartoon series that we can you know, market to kids that way. And there was a competition to do a theme song, and that's how this whole thing, the theme song, came about. Do you guys know four cartoons like He Man? and G.I. Joe that were marketed towards children, do you know what the rule was, what they had to do in order to legally be able to make these basically half-hour-long commercials? Yes. Uh, had to have a PSA. They had yep. to have the PSAs at the end, which is why we get great things like 
pork chop sandwiches, which yeah. <laughs> isn't actually Who part of the bottom massage. <laughs> those give are, him the stick. Don't give him the stick. Those things yeah. are so great. So Pencil the re- films for those who so does not know, we in our theme song we refer to enjoy your pork chop sandwiches, and that all stems back to this to the GI Joe cartoon. The end. The the, the knowing is half the battle. The little segments they would do. Someone took one of those and, well, not one of those, many of those, and they changed the audio. And that, the, the pork chop sandwiches one is, ever been invented. it's one of the most iconic ones, too. Like, that kid's like, we'll put the link to that in the show notes. And Jay, pork chop sandwiches. Chat, it's right there. Okay. I remember a lot of PSAs about, you know, kids. Not going into refrigerators, yeah. like abandoned don't refrigerators. Don't go into abandoned yeah, construction sites. Right. You know, don't mm. huff paint. That's, or that you, may be a, a future um, Twisted Kid right there. Probably will. Spunky Brewster episode. Don't right. huff paint. I think it was more just spray paint in a ventilated area, but I always took it as don't huff paint. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> learn how to read. That was a big one. Don't burn yeah. shit on the oven. These were... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> learn. Yeah. Don't walk on thin ice. You might fall through. And Learn how to read. Don't eat yellow snow. snow. Shows up. Yeah. Don't, Don't smoke walk crack. over power lines. All right. So the next one on the list is mine. Um, but I will say, like, this is one that Matt also suggested. So this is why a lot of these just got left on. So here you go. This one's just a lot of fun. Let's just put it this way. Again, probably not one of the mo- It's been getting a lot more love lately. Probably not one of the most uh, popular ones off the quote-unquote Disney afternoon. But this song is just a lot of fun. Magic and mystery Along with the secret of gummy berry juice And the magic is growing They take pride in knowing The fight for what's right And whatever they do Gummy bears here and there and every Oh, you're done. Okay. <laughs> the Gummy Bears cartoon. This one ran from 1985 to 1991. 65 episodes in total. The theme song was written by... Michael Silvisher and Patricia Silvisher, and performed by John Williams' son, Joseph Williams. So are the Silvishers like married our brother and sister? They were married. They are no longer married, but they still work together. Now they're brother and sister. <laughs> That's really <disturbing. laughs> They found out some shit about their life and went. <laughs> but did you guys divorced. catch who performed this? Joseph Williams' son yeah, of John, John Williams. Yeah, John Williams' son. Uh, so oh, we, yeah. we, uh, that, since you brought it up, we mentioned, mentioned Silvisher and Silvisher when I, we talked about Tailspin. So uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about them since you asked. Yes, they were married. Uh, they are not now, but they still collaborate quite often to do you know, work on projects together. Um, they are known for writing themes and songs for Disney and Jim Henson television series, as well as direct-to-video animated films for Disney, Henson, Sony, Wonder, MGM, and Warner Brothers. They participated on the Grammy Award-winning soundtrack album for the film The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland. They have also been nominated for three Primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Music and Lyrics. I also want to let you guys know that it just happens that w- this was not planned that, that Kevin would ask about them. <laughs> he just happened to, and I happened to have all of it ready to go. So some things are like, just kissing. Well, wouldn't you know, I've got actual facts for you. Yeah. These guys are great. I th- Like, they were awesome at what they did. Um, and again, all the theme songs for the Disney Afternoon stuff are just catchy as hell and fun, and you remember them. They are. And they put you in the mood for what you were about to watch. Like, 
These yep. theme songs did a really good job of setting the tone of the cartoon. So, yeah, I know Matt had sent it. I'm sorry, this was Matt's. Matt sent it over. I had yep. had it on mine too, and and Matt and I both came up with it. So, um, I was very happy to see it, Matt. It made me. I've always been a big fan of gummy bears, um, the candy and yeah. the TV show. So I was happy that yeah, someone else I, was. I think we may have talked about it on the Disney afternoon episode, but uh, I distinctly remember back when I was a kid, like trying to make my own drink concoction. You did talk about it. Yeah. Juice. Yeah. I do remember. Yeah. And then jumping around like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> I was a weird kid. Let's just admit that now. Yeah, like, we could talk about the Blind Fury thing again sometime. I was, was going to say we'll, we'll cover Blind Fury in a future episode. But, that needs yeah. to be a Twisted Kid. We need to do Blind Fury, yeah. Fury for Twisted Kid. But oh, hopped up on Joke Matt, Cola Matt, and Gummy Berry Juice. Matt thinking he was a blind Rutger Hauer running around in the backyard yeah. swinging a stick around. <laughs> yeah. Yet in the, which, by the way, I've now owned that movie on Blu-ray. So That's yeah. awesome. Because of that story, I'm like, yes. And it's got the retro cover art and we for a, a slip cover that looks like a vhs tape we didn't so, know back then that his character was obviously a direct ripoff from stick from <laughs> daredevil like he had to be right oh yeah. he, he kind of was, i haven't right? seen it since i was a kid you know all right Matt, so, hey, Matt, kid quick question on the cover of blind fury is mm-hmm. it in braille <laughs> oh i just feel it should that. be yeah it should it be. should be they missed an opportunity they did yeah uh, I'm going to step out of this Damn. conversation and move on to the next one. Actually, we have three more on the list. Um, one is my, actually two are mine and one is Matt's and all three of these guys are a little different than what you guys are expecting. I think, um, we're going to start with one of mine. Uh, and for me, there was a toss up between two cartoons. I'm sure once I play this, you'll be able to figure out what the other cartoon was of which one do I use out of these two. And then I was like, this one is probably the most iconic of the two. It's time for Animaniacs. Oh, and we're zany to the max. So just sit back and relax. You'll laugh till you collapse. We're Animaniacs. Come join the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot. All right, so Animaniacs. Can you guys guess what other cartoon I was considering between Animaniacs and something else? Pinky and the Brain? No, well, they're part of Animaniacs, so no. Oh. No, it was uh, Tiny Toon Adventures or Animaniacs. I couldn't quite. Oh, shit. I kept yeah. kind of flip-flopping okay. back and forth, but I thought in the end Animaniacs was probably a little bit more iconic mm-hmm. than Tiny Toons. Um Animaniacs, created by Tom Ruger for Fox Broadcasting Company's Fox Kids Block in 1993, before moving to the WB in 1995 as part of the Kids WB. The original run went from 95 to 99, uh, went until 98, sorry, with 99 episodes. Uh, I say the original run because, as some of you know, they started releasing them again on Hulu, and they're fantastic, just as good as you remember, so... I mean, they're doing new episodes. With an updated theme song, too. Yeah, slightly. That was actually the updated theme song. Uh, I was going to say, you got to take the Bill Clinton plays the sax out of there. and (laughs) The beginning is the same, so I used it because it was just an up. It just sounded a little bit cleaner. But uh, the theme was composed by Richard Stone and the lyrics by creator Tom Ruger. Ruger is the show creator slash animator. The theme was performed by the voice actors. The Animaniacs theme was performed by Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, and Jess Harnell. So that's, 
you know, they sing it. <laughs> so they get credit for it. Right? <coughs> we all know this song, and we all know that this was a very musical show with a lot of great music on it. We've talked about Istanbul, not Constantinople, on an episode of this show. Uh, Rob Paulson. Tiny Tunes, yeah. Rob Paulson will uh, still do, like, live, he will still sing, like, a bunch of the songs the off United this show. States. The United or States. Or, no, it's the Countries of the World yeah. song. Yeah. And he, he does, still yeah. knows those, like, he'll do them live. Like, he'll still perform yeah. the stuff live, which is pretty great if, if you get yeah. to see him. And Rob actually, if you, yeah, if you listen to his podcast, the first episode, he literally starts the first episode of the show with, let's get this out of the way, and he just does it on the show. Yeah, and you should listen to <laughs> his it's, podcast. It's the first, like, five minutes of the show. He's just like, let's get it out of the way. Here we go. This man it's, is it's so good. genuinely loves his fans, genuinely loves what he does. He shows so yeah. much respect to so many voice actors in the industry. Yeah, He's an incredible— Rob Paulson, fan of the show. I love Rob Paulson so much, so— <laughs> Um, yep. Also, we can bring it right. back around to two different versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with him. So yeah. he, he played Raphael, and later on in the newer ones, he got to play Donatello. He's talked a lot about that and how exciting that was for him. So, so Animaniacs. Now, Matt brings one that... Uh, here's what I'm going to say about this, Matt. Odd enough, Sorry. I know this theme song. <laughs> I know it well. I could sing the theme song. But yep. I never watched the cartoon. That just goes to show how iconic these cartoon theme songs are. I didn't watch this cartoon, but I can sing the theme song. One, two, three, four. Denver the Last Dinosaur. Matt brings it with Denver the Last Dinosaur. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a. Uh, and this is the pull. first wow. one on my list, too. Yeah. This is. This is the first song that popped into my head. This is from 1988. Probably why I didn't watch it. I was getting a little older. Um, well, 88. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I didn't watch Denver the Last Dinosaur, to be honest, but I never really did. Uh, but the song was composed. But I can sing the song. It's weird. Uh, the song was composed by Dale Shacker. Uh, this guy is awesome. Dale Shacker is awesome. He did Voltron, Defender of the Universe, uh, is amongst his credits. So if you go back and read a little bit about him, just really cool dude. Uh, this was nationally syndicated show throughout the U.S. with reruns airing until 1990. In the show, a dinosaur hatches from a petrified egg in modern times and is befriended by a group of teenagers. Episodes often focused on issues of conservation, ecology, and greed. Uh Love that you weren't here, Matt. This isn't one that I think most people are going to think of instantly, um, but it was a catchy tune, and it speaks on some of the stuff you were watching as a kid, so I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, this was, was another, seven when this came out. This is another one of those where I said each of us kind of picked something that was more, probably a little more personal to us at the time. doesn't mean the others yeah. weren't into it. Like, I was into Silverhawks, but I know Kevin yeah. has brought up Silverhawks. I was really big into dinosaurs okay now okay let me let me stop you there so right right now kevin was that you or has jay already clipped it and played it back that was me that was you man that was me you're consistent with those i tried yeah i thought you were gonna say is that you or did jay just start the theme song over again (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's in the room all right, so we got one more theme song to play, and then I want to talk about these for a little, uh, for a couple of minutes, 
and then have a little vote on what your guys' opinion is. But I want to play this one first. No one thought of this one. Now, I will want to. I do want to say I came in just under the wire, but it makes it. And here you go. <laughs> jamming right now. <laughs> where are you? We need some help from you now. All right, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Coming in just under the wire, landed uh, 1969, but was also on during 1970. So it makes it into our time frame. I had to add and this. And it's been on in some form ever since, yes, too. Yes, this is very much Including true. currently. I wasn't alive in that. 1970, Ugh. and I've been watching Scooby-Doo, where are you? My yeah. entire life, my my son is what we'll we'll talk about. Much some, like some in, would say, it's probably our intro to horror. Much, well. yeah, it might be a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like well, the monsters in the Adams family too, Adam or yeah. Matt yeah. Adam. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up! That's a new one. I've never been called Adam before. Oh! Wow! Oh! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I said, no hey, I said the Adams yeah, family. The brain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. and, and, and it just got really tangled up in my face. Um, <laughs> anyway, much like Inspector Gadget, this is a classic, and it had to be. It's it's been used in various films and shows over the years. Written by David Mook and Ben Raleigh, and originally performed by Larry Marks for the first season, then by George A. Robertson Jr. for the second season. It's been featured in several films and a crossover episodes um, since then, being covered by. Tons of genre artists the song has. Um, yeah. It's really difficult for me to think about my childhood without this song coming to mind. And what is truly great is that my kids, 20-plus years later, were watching these and singing it, too. And my son absolutely loves Scooby-Doo. It's, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. yeah. So it, for me, it was like it was a part of my childhood. Kind of had to be on here. So I want to do a couple of things. Briefly... I want you guys to just overall your list talk about why you picked, you know, obviously they're songs from your childhood, whatever, but why, what helped you narrow it down to the ones you guys chose? We'll start with Matt, if you don't mind. Like, why did you choose overall the songs you chose? Like, what was your deciding factor on some of these? Uh, honestly, like, it all just, you know, kind of goes back to, you know, hearing them or like, in the case of Denver, the last dinosaur, it's the, literally the first one that popped into my head whenever you asked, like, what's the, you know, iconic, you know, animated series uh, theme songs of all time. That was the one for whatever reason. It was the first one that just jumped to my mind. Um, like I said earlier, I was, I was a dinosaur kid. I love dinosaurs. You were a dinosaur up. kid. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Not unlike Denver, the last dinosaur. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I distinctly remember him skateboarding. So and you were half human, half Brontosaurus? <laughs> yeah, it's like that movie We're Alive. Remember that one? I do remember that Is that one. what it was called? Yeah, about the... It's like Dinotopia or something like that? No, it's it's, it's a full not. moon movie. Oh, you're thinking Prehysteria. I thought you were talking about the animated movie yeah. about the we're, we're Back or something like that. You're talking I'm about, talking about Prehysteria, where there's like tiny dinosaurs. Yeah. The, yeah, okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not making that up. That's a real movie. Yeah, right? it's a series of movies from from full moon. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. They did more than watch those later. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I apparently watched at least one of them when I was growing up and it just like burned into my brain. And then 
the juggernaut dinosaur movie Jurassic Park came out. Hmm. Never heard of it. Uh, a few years later. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, I think they it's might be making some really low budget ones with some guy from The Office. Um, he's in that now. Jurassic Park. Do you mean Parks and Rec? Yeah. Nope. Who from The yeah, Office was? <laughs> Don't the do office. that. You're like, nope. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was really racking my brain hard. Like, uh, who was? Speak, speaking, of, speaking of The Office, though, I saw a TikTok the other day of a little girl finding a a t-shirt and she's like look it's martin luther king jr and it was stanley from the office <laughs> oh, god <laughs> but this is like a little kid and she's like clearly she had just learned who martin luther king jr was she's like oh, a shirt with martin luther and like just genuinely like so wow, part of that's, that's really good. cool <laughs> part of that's the great. florida education at its best they don't mm-hmm. really look yeah. alike i guess they have mustaches <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. Stanley would be like Martin Luther King Jr. if he gained uh, like a lot, of, got really swollen mm-hmm. in the face, maybe. Yeah. But other than that, they then were... actually had a heart attack on the show. <laughs> Did he really? Like in real life? On the show? Well, I don't know about on the, the real show. Life, oh, you show freaked me was, out uh, for a second. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's probably fine. Kevin, why? So Denver last dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Let's talk about why we chose. For me, dude, a lot of it was like why I narrowed it down. The ones I narrowed it down to was. Like, we all had very similar stuff. Like, coming at each other was, like, Transformers and G.I. Joe, and I knew all that was coming. And I was – that was great. I wanted all that. But I was like, okay, I know those are going to make it on the list, and those are huge parts of my childhood. Transformers, G.I. Joe, never missed. Love them. Everybody who knows me knows I'm obsessed with the turtles. I have turtle stuff hanging all over the place. I have Transformers stuff hanging all over the place. But for me, I was like, okay, what other ones are going to take me back to my childhood that I need to bring up on the show? So that's kind of why I went like mask. Like I didn't figure anybody – there was a slimmer chance of you guys bringing mask. Um, and then I was like later, like you know, like I said, coming home from school in high school, grabbing a snack, sitting in front of the TV and watching Animaniacs. Batman the Animated Series I was I considered too. Just mm-hmm. – I mean it's – you know. Because these uh, hit a little bit different too. Gargoyles, you know, these are things I would come home and sit down mm. after school and watch. It's kind of like my decompress, you know. We didn't know that's what we were doing. That's yeah. what we were doing. In fact, yeah. I should come home and watch cartoons now and eat ravioli, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, and, and I've, I know I brought it up Bagel on the show bites, in the past. You know, you know my, my uh, interaction with John Kassir, yeah, voice of Buster Bunny from Tiny Toon Adventures. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where I literally had you that whole the song interaction with him where I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I well no, he sang it to me. I know, but and oh my god, but yeah, which was amazing. Just have like that that guy, uh, you know, will be at Horror Hound as well. By the way, yes, he will. Um, he has the ability to transport you back to being a child just by saying either the first few words of of anything. Yeah, either making you happy, bringing you back to happy times with Tiny Tunes, or scaring the shit out of you when you remember watching Tales from the Crypt when you were probably too young to be doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I would say all of these bring back the three of us and probably everybody listening to it to a time where it, it was a much simpler time. We'll say <laughs> where you literally just turn the TV on on Saturday and just sat down, had a bowl of Lucky Charms or your chosen cereal of choice, and Free just Pebbles, watched a brand. bunch of. Did yeah, you just say raisin brand? Sleep. 
Yes, he did. He was a strange yeah. God. He's what's like, wrong with you? you had I me mixed with, it too. You had me with fruity, fruity pebbles. pebbles. <laughs> he really liked grape nuts because he liked to break his teeth when he. Kevin, it's like you go. <laughs> no kid wants to go to Kevin's I like, house. I like chewing gravel. It's like little kids come to Kevin's house. Like, do you want some cereal? Yeah. What do you got? We got grape nuts, raisin bran, fr- or we got bran flakes. We got shredded, shredded wheat. wheat. Um, the ones with the not the ones without the frosting yeah, that are the about giant the size of the ones. Like a yeah. <laughs> they call them hay biscuits in England. Hey, and that's what that's what I'm biscuits. trying to go for. <laughs> hey biscuits. Oh. Actually, my favorite cereal as a kid, I shit you not, was fruit and fiber. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, it was very. Kevin was so I would, regular I would say kid. Kevin wasn't a regular kid, but obviously he was. <laughs> I, put, I put prunes on it, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love you, Kevin. This says so much about you, your character to me, though. Like, this is Kevin, Unfortunately, guys. they don't make it anymore. I want to say this yeah, is Kevin have. in a nutshell, but this is Kevin in a grape nutshell. Is, is oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there eating Kaboom and other shit that's just going to rot my teeth. He's like, oh, fruit and fiber. It's going to keep me regular. I'm going to be pooping like a like a champion later they on. call us crispy critters, but we don't know why. Sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, Kevin, why? what, what had you narrow your stuff down <laughs> to what God, you narrowed man. your stuff well, down to? Uh, the reason why I chose my songs is because I knew that we we're probably going to do another like version of the cartoon themes, you know, show. Yeah. Uh, later on, so I figure might as well knock out the most popular. Hit the ones, ones people are going to expect. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I kind of thought that too. You know, we kind of went with. So I um, chose Ducktales. Yeah, hit the popular yeah, ones and then throw one or two in there, like your Silverhawks, right? Right. Silverhawks. <laughs> Yeah, I, okay. I, you know, again, I gotta that. ask: <laughs> Did you already clip that? No, no, <laughs> no. Damn, Kevin, you are so consistent. Yeah. By the way, you can still buy fruit and fiber on Amazon right now, <laughs> and it's a uh, oh shit! I gotta get me some <laughs> literally, literally you know, the pineapple shit. fruit and fiber. I think two pack. Listen, holy shit! People uh, who make fruit and fiber, uh, if you stuff. have, if you do it's not, Kellogg's man. If you do not change oh. your slogan to fruit and fibers, aw shit, then, you, then Dude, I'll make an appearance on the cover of the cereal box, you know? Kevin, Casey, Master oh, Kevin with the thumbs up set, with, thumbs up going, aw shit. With slide whistle in hand and all. It'll fruit awesome. and fiber, aw shit. <laughs> oh my oh, god. god. Now we need oh. to do another t shirt. Oh, I want to let everybody <laughs> just Kevin holding a box of fruit and fiber saying, "Aw shit." Uh, I sorry guys if you want a Mogwai Must Die t-shirt if you're one of the if you managed to get one good for you. Uh, somebody got pissed at me and took it down. <laughs> so it's not, what? Yeah. Didn't know this. Yeah, it just happened. Uh, mm. somebody got pissed. I don't it, it came right. in like I shit you not dude. the email came in all German. I'm not kidding, and I was having a hard time figuring out what they were saying. Like, translate, yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Oh my god, there's a brand of cereal called Poop Like a Champion. <laughs> I swear. Okay, uh, I am sending you a link right now. This is a real product you can buy on Amazon. Yeah. Holy shit! All right, Poop Like a Champion we, cereal. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> And we hope you enjoyed the songs we chose. I really would like you guys out there. Uh, first of all, there will be a playlist put up 
Uh, I know Matt's trying to find all the songs. He might not be able to find them all, yeah. but he's doing his best um, uh, right. to create a playlist. Uh, just, oh, go ahead. Uh, if, quick, if I, I can't find it, I will put a uh, cover version of it up. Okay. That works. Oh, the God. Fruit and Fried Bray cereal. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's over that's in the UK. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> fruit, Bray. Fruit There's and that's fried cinnamon bread. toast. Poop like a champion as well. Yeah, that's that different Brexit Poop, stuff. Fruit I'm and fibre. 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 What the hell? Um, Come on. We really do want to put together an episode with your guys' picks out there, so we'll we'll start spreading that across social media and gathering what we can, and we'll form an episode where you guys tell us what your top five picks for cartoon theme songs would be, and we'll create something, uh, and we'll do that. That would be a lot of fun. I would like that, so... Again, yeah. hey, if you guys aren't following us on social media, please do. That's where we're, you're going to get a lot of interaction. We're going to ask a lot of questions, and we uh, tell you a lot of information. Uh, we have an upcoming interview that we just did. It'll be up in a couple of weeks. Um, that is Jacob Slitcher from Semisonic, which is really cool. We had a great time talking to him. Yep. Uh, we have some more some more planned, and we, we will hint at those and talk about those over social media. So please check us out on all of those. Uh, what else, guys? What else, guys? If you can come out to Horror Hound this coming weekend, we will be there. Matt's flying in for it. Uh, should be a good yep. time for all, so please check it out. Horrorhoundweekend.com is where you want to go to find out who's going to be there, where to get tickets, all of that. Uh, but it's always a lot of fun, and I think you're going to be very happy when you see the guests that are going to be there. There's a ton of them, too. So for any nostalgia fan alone, there's going to be great people there, but for horror fans, it's going to be even more awesome. But you don't have to be. There's there's something for everyone. There really is. So if you can make it out to that, please come out to that. What else? Please check out the YouTube channel. Uh, we're doing fun stuff over there all the time. There's a lot of videos up at this point over there and uh, more to come. And we get real stupid over there, too. So we highly recommend that. Yeah, it's not just here. Yeah, we get too. stupid everywhere. Just ask our other yes, halves. we do. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's all I have, guys. Is there anything you feel we need to add before we close this thing out? Anything I forgot? Anything you would like to share besides food and fibre? Um, eat tiger meat? Um, I think I just uh, said food. Did I say food and fibre? I don't know. <laughs> that's food and fibre. It's up to you in the edit later on. <laughs> no, it's staying. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Uh, always eat your tiger meat, says Kevin. <laughs> I think yeah. that's it. <laughs> Guys, we love you. Thanks for coming. Please subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. Please go back. All the songs, music we listen to, all the artists we listen to, go out, give them some love and some respect because they all deserve it. And that's it. Until next time, we have the opportunity to speak to you fine folks at home. Remember to always stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Tell me. Oh. I don't care about <laughs> Why do you every time you talk to that voice? I think I like to We're gonna do best thing songs like I can't catch this. 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 I can
remember watching it, but I couldn't tell the time. Yeah, there's no, there's no lyrics for the album. Can you run into the house with a cane? Oh, really? Before you get up for that final snack, I want you to know, I'll be right back. Ha! I kill me.